Welcome to The Secret Sauce. I am your host, Kip Schubert, and this is a podcast about educators sharing their stories and how that has led them to their own secret sauce in building life-changing connections and relationships with students and staff. Be sure and follow us so you don't miss an episode and reach out to us about bringing us out to share the secret sauce with your students, your staff, and your school. You know, as we end the school year, I've been thinking quite a bit about what advice I would give to myself when I was a graduating senior. So here we go with episode number 10, what I wish I knew as a senior. And so what would I say to my 17, 18 year old graduating senior self? What advice would I give to them? And I'm going to keep it short because I know that as a 17 and 18 year old seniors today, they want to get back to their ticky talking and Snapple chat and all that important stuff. So, you know, at, I'll just start out by saying at my graduation, I felt a calling, an urge on my life. I knew that I had a gift and I was supposed to share it. You know, I knew it, but I didn't believe in it and I didn't speak it. And I sure as heck, you know, didn't leave it, live it. And I use this very phrase when I speak um, on engagements. I use it in my classroom, and I even use it in locker rooms with my teams. Believe it, speak it, and live it. But my choices, because I didn't believe it, because I didn't speak it in my own life, led me down a really destructive path. You know, at 46 years old, I found myself in a rehab for an alcohol addiction. I was homeless. I had lost my car. And, you know, I really was going to rehab to learn to drink like a gentleman, um, to party like a, a regular guy. And I didn't have any idea that I really had a problem. And I figured 30 days with a warm place to, to sleep and three square meals was, was pretty good to how I was living at the time. And about a week or so into to the rehab, I got a call to come down to my counselor's office. And when I walked in, she had this look on her face that scared me to death. I mean, it was a look that would lead me to believe that somebody in my family had died. One of my kids had been in an accident, something really, really serious had happened. And as she set me down, she began to tell me that the last thing that I was clinging to my six-year-old little girl, Camden, that I had lost all parental rights to see her. I could not contact her. I could not call her, write her, see her, have any contact with her any way, shape, or form. And that is when I hit rock bottom. It devastated me. And I walked out of her office, tears in my eyes, completely broken. And the only thing I could think of was, let's just go back to your room. Let's gather up your stuff. Let's get out of here. And let's just go into life. You got nothing else to live for, Kip. Let's just go kill yourself. And as I was walking back to my dorm room there at the rehab facility, I went by the chapel and I looked in the door and I had been to a few services and something urged me to go in. And so I went in and I sat down in the front row of this chapel and there was this crucifix of Jesus on the wall. 
And I just begin to stare at it. And I begin to ask God, why? Why me? Why was I losing everything that I had? Why was my life just such a dumpster fire? And I think every ounce of guilt and pain and anger and shame and resentment began to pour out of my eyes as tears. And I cried like I have never cried before. And I sat there and just cried for I don't know how long until I could utter just one word out of my mouth. And that word was help. And almost instantly I felt this peaceful, warm sensation almost pick me up off that pew and stand me up. And I could hear that still small voice whisper in my ear that you are the greatest miracle in the world. We've got work to do. And so ever since that day, been about eight and a half years, I have lived a clean and sober life, trying to make an impact with my experiences and my story, sharing the secrets of my sauce that I've learned through those experiences and through my story. But from that day forward, I finally believed it. And one day at a time, I've been speaking it and I've been living it. And I wish I could tell my senior self that you don't have to hit rock bottom. You just have to believe it, speak it, and live it. You know, about four years later, I was living in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I had started teaching again. I had gotten back into coaching soccer. Uh, life was was really, really good. I had married um, the most amazing woman um, that I've ever met in my life, Cindy. And... You know, she would show me at that point in time in our life really what it meant to believe it and speak it and live it. I had been doing it, but I was about to see somebody else do it right in front of me in such a marvelous way. We are getting ready to go on vacation to Tennessee, the Smoky Mountains, and Cindy always goes in and gets her yearly physical. And when she went in, her blood proteins were a bit high and the doctor wasn't that alarmed and neither was she. And he said, go on your vacation. It's probably something that you're not doing with your diet or, or what you're eating. And we'll just check you again when you get back. And so we go on our, our vacation and come back. And a month later, Cindy goes in, she gets checked and those blood results come back and her proteins are even higher. But this time her doctor is really concerned. And he gives her a number to call and doesn't really say much else about it. And as she gets home, I'm there with her and, and she goes to call this number. And on the other end, it says St. Francis Oncology Department. And the look on her face it broke my heart because she was thinking maybe something wrong with her diet, you know, not that big of a deal. And she gets this other end answer from a cancer center. And two weeks later, she had a port put in. She was taking chemo treatments and had been diagnosed with a rare form of incurable blood cancer called Waldenstrom's microbilemia. And I remember having to go to the, the bathroom one day and to get some time away so she wouldn't see me cry. And I remember looking in the mirror thinking again, why me? And now I look back on that and think, how selfish was that? 
You should have been saying, why her? When I came out of the bathroom, Cindy could tell that I'd been crying and I was upset. And she just looked at me and she said, Kip, I will live and I will not die. She believed it. She spoke it. And she lived it. Before her chemo treatments were over, the cancer was gone. And she has been in remission now for over four years. And they say it's incurable, but we're just standing on the fact that she's healed. She showed me that when you believe it, when you speak it, when you live it, it matters. That's what your life becomes. Our mindset is so, so important. And our life will be what we believe it to be. Our life will be what we speak it to be. Our life will be what we live it to be. And I want to share with you four parts to believing and speaking and living your best life. The first one is to be grateful. Make daily gratitude lists. I do this every morning in my journal. I write down five things that I am grateful for. It keeps me focused on what is good and what is right instead of what is bad or what is wrong. The second thing is know your worth. You are the most rare thing in the universe. You are one out of 117 billion people that have ever been or will be on this earth. That makes you the most rare thing in the universe. Know your worth. The third thing is go the second mile. Serve those around you. The miracle that was for you wasn't just about you. It was about you giving it and sharing it with other people, reaching back over that mountain and pulling them to the other side. And the fourth one is extremely important. Use wisely your power of choice. Your choices matter. They end up affecting what you believe. They end up affecting what you speak. And they end up affecting the direction of your life. And all I do today, I lead and I love people to believe and discover that they are the greatest miracle in the world. That is my life. That's my why. And in our lives, there's going to be, I 100% guarantee you, life is going to bring you adversity. Turn it in to your advantage. Life is going to bring you obstacles. Turn those into your opportunity. Because we can never let a situation or a circumstance define us. I'm not an alcoholic. I am the greatest miracle in the world. And being that miracle isn't about me. It's about making a difference for others by believing it, speaking it, and living it. So what would I say to my senior self? What would I wish I knew when I was a senior? Believe it, speak it, and live it. Because you're not just a senior. You're the greatest miracle in the world. You know, I would love to connect with you guys. Find me on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, LinkedIn, Instagram, Secret Sauce with Kip Schubert. I would be honored if you would share out this podcast, especially if you have seniors in your life or your classrooms. Follow it so you don't miss an episode. And together we can cultivate that secret sauce that is vital in building life-changing relationships with our students and our staff. If you would like to be a guest, share your story and how it has helped you develop your secret sauce, please reach out to me.
I would love to talk to you about scheduling you on the show. Continue to share your story, create connections, relationships in a school culture that is life-changing. What we learn through our experiences become the secrets and our stories are the sauce. So share that secret sauce and impact your staff, your students, and your school culture. Till next time.